Praise the Lord, everybody. Let's praise the Lord together. Come on, let's worship Him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we love you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. How many feel the presence of the Lord? Amen. How many feel the presence of the Lord that's here? Amen. What a great honor it is to be in the house of God in this beautiful, beautiful sanctuary. How many came to receive a Bible study today at camp meeting? Praise God. Now, if you just came to sit there, you're going to be really disappointed. But we are, we've come to get into the word of the Lord. Amen. Thank you, uh, Brother Booker. My goodness, that was, uh, uh, that was wonderful. Praise God. And if you have your Bibles, let's get our Bibles. We are so thrilled to be in Little Rock, get to know the Holmeses and to be in this beautiful sanctuary. But I believe the Lord has talked to me today about what I'm going to be teaching. And I want to teach today from the subject, the love of the truth. Everyone say the love of the truth. Amen. The love of the truth. Now I'm going to... um, my notes are right here, but I wanted you to be able to follow my notes, so I'm going to use the computer so you can follow along, and then we can, uh, we can study together. I believe this is the greatest day the church has ever known. Do you believe that? This is the greatest day the church has ever known. And God is filling with the Holy Ghost and revealing. For many years I was not baptized in Jesus' name, but the Lord revealed it to my heart. He used people and preachers and churches and and all kinds of settings to reveal to my heart the oneness of God and, of course, His name. And we're going to talk about it a little bit here today. Let's lift our hands and ask God to help us to receive it. Lord, we pray that we can today receive the love that we need. Help us to to not be fearful, O God, not to to be shy today about listening to Your wonderful voice, O God. And let your will be done, we pray, in Jesus' name. Now we're turning, if you would, while you're still standing, to 2 Thessalonians and chapter 2. And we're going to read just one verse, verse 10. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. Now, as we go back in verse 9, and we see the setting for this, even him who's coming is after the working of Satan with all power, everyone say power, and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And I want to talk today about loving the truth. Does anybody here love the truth? Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here. I love the truth. Amen, amen. Please, please be seated. Now, I want to talk to you for a little bit, and I'm going to use uh, a few things here to to help me uh, make some observations that I feel led of the Lord. And uh, I believe that this is the greatest day that the church has ever known. I believe that. Now, I know that there is great deceit, and there are many that have not received a love for the truth, and we see them all around us. Anybody believe the Lord is coming any time? 
We are very near, it seems to me, the coming of the Lord. And I, I don't know the day or the hour, but I do know that he's coming and that we're serving a Lord that is able to get his church ready and that he is a great God and we love him. We're serving him. But it is not enough for us to uh, be content with, with the, the, the truth as, as though it were my own truth and okay, I can take it off somewhere. But the truth is bigger than we are. The truth is bigger than this building. It's bigger than these columns. It's bigger than uh, the, this city. It's bigger than this state. It is, it is an awesome thing to have truth. There is nothing like the truth when it gets in your heart. And I believe that God wants everybody to have the truth. We serve a God that is a God of truth. Now... When I first got baptized, they said, you're joining a cult and you're, uh, you're brainwashed and, and so on. And so that, I found that very intriguing. So it was several years. I didn't get in the church right away, but, but for several years uh, studying and uh, thinking about it, there were many things that were going over in my mind. Now, not the least of which is that if God is revealing truth in this hour... And of course, we know that he is. When I was first at the university, I, I said I'd come into the truth and I wanted to, to do my, uh, my university work on the oneness movement. I wanted to study it. I, I didn't really know if there were 10 million, 3 million, a half a million. I didn't really care because uh, all God needs is just a, th- a couple, two or three Hebrew boys and they can stand against all the forces of this world. It doesn't take a million or, or 10. All God needs is a heart that is willing and ready because God never changes. We serve a God that does not change. He doesn't change. Now, he changes us, but he does not change. God has a truth that is touching lives if every devil in hell hates it. If he throws them into a a fire uh, burning with heat and thinks he's going to get rid of them, you cannot stop the truth. There's something greater than we are. It's a truth that is bigger than we are. It's the truth. But, 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 see, we all know that. I'm just, I'm just reminding us about it. When, my, when I first came in and got baptized, uh, it was a big deal because I had to just, I mean, <laughs> half the, uh, a lot of folks didn't want me getting rebaptized because that was a statement. You see, I'd already been baptized. And they would say, don't get baptized. You know, you've already been baptized. And well, why would you get baptized over? And, and it's insulting. And, and, and what kind of statement are you making about us? I said, I'm not getting baptized to judge the whole world. I'm just, a, just come on, it's just me. I just want to get baptized. I want to tell you something, folks. The devil hates the name of Jesus. But there's nothing more powerful than the name. There's a name. There's a name. There's a name that is above every name. There is a power that is greater than the powers of hell. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Now... This doesn't say be excited about it. I'm going to stay calm here today, and I'm going to keep it calm. And, uh, and that's what I want you to do. 
I want you to stay calm and uh, just keep it real relaxed. But this did not say if you're excited about the truth. Now, it didn't say there's anything wrong with that. I'm excited about the truth. Uh, I never dreamed when they were telling me, don't get baptized and all the things, there's a whole uh, list of things they were trying to make me fearful of if I were to embrace uh, the oneness of God and get baptized in Jesus' name and so on. But I never dreamed then that uh, years later they would, uh, just a few months back, invited me back to the denomination and said, we want to, suddenly we are, um, we're, we're a little puzzled why it is that oneness folks are growing so fast. And they preach holiness. And we thought if you preached holiness, your churches couldn't grow. And yet oneness churches are growing. And they're taking entire nations. In fact, there are, for example, the fastest growing church, I don't care what anybody tells you, the fastest growing church and faith in China is in fact believed in baptism in Jesus' name and getting the Holy Ghost. And folks, we've only just begun. The devil's a liar. This church is going to march forward. It's got power. It's a powerful church. So, yes, yes, yes. Invited back to the denomination. Now, I, I was uh, going to say no. I thought, my goodness, that because I knew people that were so in love with their in- intellect and their intelligence that they, oh, they just want to be around people and, you know, show people all about their abilities. And I thought, no, no. But when they, they said, what? no, no, tell me you, you were one of us. We, what we want our students to see at this university, Brother Booker mentioned this meeting, we want them to know why you chose to get rebaptized. When you were one of us, and I did not know a single apostolic. Hadn't met one, didn't know them. Uh, Now, of course, by the time I got baptized, I did. I'm talking about when I started seeking answers and looking for somebody to baptize me. Does anybody here love the truth here today? Oh, hallelujah. Oh, we got to receive a love for the truth. And not just a love, not just a love. I'm going to, I've got so many things I want to say. Not just a love, a love. Now say with me, a love would be like, you know, that's good. That's a love. And, and each of us have a love for the truth. But we're talking about the love. Something that God intended for you to have. Someone said, well, I'm getting sick and tired of all this holiness. And I'm getting sick and tired of, oh, let me tell you, you, you might as well get used to it. There's a love that this church has that no devil is going to take out of us. No, no. No, no, it's in us. It's in us. We got a love for this thing. We love this thing. We love this gospel. You're never taking it out of us. It's inside of us. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I cannot. Oh, oh, Jesus. We love this truth, not just with a love, but with the love. You say, well, that doesn't matter. Yes, it does. 
Yes, it does. Now you can say, well, I'm not sure you're really making a lot out of that. Uh, yeah, yeah. In fact, I believe every single word in the Bible. I pointed out to his friend in the scholarly world that one of the new Bibles had taken out 60,000 words. And he said, well, that's not so bad. I said, well, how many words would, <laughs> would it have to be before you'd start feeling a little rough? 60,000 60, words, and that was in the Greek New Testament. 60,000 words out of the Greek New Testament. But I tell you what I believe, I believe every word. I gotta have a the love for the truth. There is a truth. There's a truth that's bigger than I am. Now, there's another thing that's important, of course. John chapter 8 tells us, Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall what? The truth shall make you free. Now, there's three things I want to look at in our, in our time together. The first one is, the truth is so special that we are to love it. And we are not to, first of all, try to change it. We are not smarter than the Bible. We are, I don't care how smart you are. You can know every language in the world. There are over 6,800 languages in the world. You can know all of them. Of course, it's not humanly possible to know them, uh, to know every language in the world. But if you did know them, and you were the smartest of all uh, humankind, you could not improve upon the Word of God. The Word of someone said, well, you know, we need smarter preachers. Well, are we, we need more educated young people. Or we need the, you know what, folks? We don't need the university, and we don't need to be all that educated. What we need is a love, a love that gets a hold of us. It gets a hold of us. I love this truth. I love this truth. Now, oh, I'm, uh, Lord, I can't keep them calm. So it's not my fault, Lord. So um, uh, I'm, I'm just, oh, I want to, will anybody just let me talk to you? Now, we, there's a lot we want to talk about, but uh, I'm not comfortable to just rush on. See, I'm, I'm not comfortable to rush on. I believe that God wants to talk to us uh, from his word and the truth is something that is more important and forgive my timer uh, you stubborn oh all right um, the truth is so powerful didn't say your degree from Harvard no didn't say that you're your great ability or even your large facility. No, nothing, nothing, nothing. Now, when the Assemblies of God called and said, we want you to come and we want you to talk to us about why you were rebaptized. And some months earlier, another university had called and, and I said, no, we're not going to... Um, Fuss are we? I mean, you don't want me to come and fuss, do you? And like, you don't have a big debate and me scream and you scream because that's not going to happen. If you want a screamer, uh, I've got some numbers. No, I didn't say that. Uh, I, I did, no, no, I didn't say that. 
no, I didn't even think it. I, 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 there's something happening up here. Um, I said, you got the wrong guy. I'm not interested at all in debating it. Now, I enjoy hearing debates. I'm not against that. But I'm not a debater. don't have any interest in debating it. But if you want to know why I sought baptism, I had already as an adult been baptized, spoken tongues, had holiness, believed that television was sinful, believed that ungodliness should not be in the life of a Christian, and I sought re-baptism. If you want to know about that, then I'll be there. And he lied through his teeth. He said, oh, well, we're not going to, we're not going to debate at all. I got there. It was at a university. I walked in. Of course, I should have looked the guy up. I, he was from the same church I was from, my background. And uh, I was just trying, just tr- trusting him. And the first thing he said when he introduced me was, uh, Talmadge is coming. He's from the Jesus Name Movement. And he is going to split hell wide open because he dared to walk away from the Trinity and Trinity baptism and then he made this statement now is everybody okay are we all right but say hallelujah oh come on if I I can stop we can just forget that uh he's gonna split hell wide open which by the way is a very interesting statement uh how you split it open I don't know but he's gonna do it and then he made this statement, never forget it. My wife hardly, rarely goes to these kinds of, uh, it was a technical meeting. I was presenting a technical Greek study on the New Testament on water baptism at a university. My wife doesn't usually say, you know, I really want to go to that. She usually says, honey, uh, we'll see you when you get here and we'll be praying for you and so on. But she went and we drove up and, uh, and the reason she did was that the fellow that was presenting the rebuttal to me was a former Jesus name preacher who is now an Episcopal priest. And that's the only reason I accepted the invitation. And my wife had had him in Bible school. And I said, well, honey, you should go. He had presented a paper in which he said... The name of Jesus does not wash away sins in baptism. Nobody needs to be baptized. In fact, you're, just, you're saved when you just believe and so on. Is anybody here? Is anybody here? Everybody say praise the Lord. And the fellow got up that said, I'm not, we're not going to have a fight. We're not going to debate. We're not going to get all excited and so on. We just want to hear you about why you... He got up and said he's going to split hell wide open. And he said, and Talmudier thinks that the name of Jesus is powerful. That you actually, that God cares about what you say. And he was, he cares about what you say when you go into the waters of baptism. And then he made this statement, I'll never forget it. But I'm telling you, the name of Jesus, he said, I'm trying to make sure I get the right quotes in here that you don't think I said this. The name of Jesus, he said, is no more powerful than the name of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I said, okay, it's all off. Let's start the debate. All right, you think that there's not a name. I'm telling you, there's a name. 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 There's a name that's greater than any name. It's above every name. It's above. There's a name 
name that's above every name. And that's the truth. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Ikata shatata, ilamoko shatanda bosata. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. It's the truth, folks. Now I get excited and I try not to. <laughs> if you can be relaxed about this truth and flip it off and, and co-mingle with doctrine that's completely in contradiction to the Word of God, that's, that's what you can do. But I tell you something in my soul, something in my bosom. Now, when I first, uh, everybody say praise the Lord. I believe I'm in the will of God. I'm a little, uh, I'm going at this uh, differently, but uh, it's okay. Um, uh, I believed in the Trinity. I had studied and had several years of, of uh, language and uh, ancient language, and I knew it was something, something. But I still held on. Well, first of all, I wasn't about to get rebaptized unless it was absolutely necessary. And so that, I, I went away several years. I didn't get rebaptized. But, but I did not believe. They started telling me, you know, Thomas, you're, you're, you're really on dangerous ground because you're toying with something that is really scary. He said, they would say things like uh, these, uh, they would call them uh, these Jesus name people. That's, that was the main way. Those Jesus name people. Like it was a dirty, you know. And I remember saying, I thought we were Jesus name. We, don't we pray in Jesus name every time we pray? And in their power in Jesus name? And they said, well, we, we're Jesus name, but, uh, but we just don't make a big deal of it. Uh, we don't... Uh, I said, well, yeah, but um, um, it, it can't be that bad. I mean, maybe they're making a mistake about baptism, but surely, the, surely there can't be anything wrong with the name of Jesus. And let me tell you what happened. God began to reveal to me his name, something I had never thought before. The, the Yeshua Yahweh of the Old Testament, what the Hebrews saw as their Shema Yisrael Adonai, their God of the Old Testament. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. Our God is one. That name that they revered, that name began to have an impact on my life. And they said, oh, no, no, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't get all involved in that because that'll get on you. That'll get on you. Now, what they meant was, I'm making them sound terrible. They, they weren't terrible. They were mistaken, but they, they weren't terrible. And they would say, uh, now tell me, uh, I could tell they were nervous because I'd come in and I'd, uh, I'd uh, <laughs> discovered that there were people out there baptizing Jesus' name and I wanted to know who they were. And uh, he said, no, you don't want to know. You don't want to know. I said, why? He said, well, if I tell you why, then you'll know. We, we can't tell you about them. Uh, what, what they really meant was they're everywhere. 
all over Arkansas. <laughs> Everywhere you go. <laughs> and of course, I hadn't really met any yet. I was getting ready to. And then I met a whole bunch of them. And the first ones I met, I thought, oh, well, you know, okay. Uh, you know, I was expecting like several extra fingers and, and uh, some, something, you know. But oh, let me tell you something. It wasn't some organization. It wasn't some, some really special somebody that showed, that revealed this to my heart. It was a name that was so awesome. There was a name that was so powerful. It was a name that no devil could stop. So it didn't make any sense to me. It didn't make any sense to me. That God was, uh, was multiple, but of course I knew he was. But, uh, and so I began to look at it and I, I went down this journey, you know, trying, this, uh, trying to figure out, well, how can God be Father, Son, and Spirit, and so on. And uh, I found out that, in fact, uh, the reason the name of Jesus was above every name, including Father, including Holy Spirit, the reason the name Jesus is elevated does anybody love the name of Jesus here today you see that began to point me in the right direction that if Jesus is the son and he's the second of course he's not the second but I hadn't discovered that it was going to be a good long while that I found out in Hebrew studies with the rabbis that El Shaddai meant the Almighty One, and Jesus claims it in Revelation 1.8, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith God, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty, the Pentecrator in the Greek, the Almighty, that's who Jesus says, oh wait, 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 oh no, I'm getting a hold of something here, this is bigger than my doctrine of the Godhead. Now, here's what I believe the Lord wants us to think about. Can we afford to be indifferent towards a truth that is so powerful that it can take a drunk out of the bar, it can take the drug addict right out of hell's den, a power that can lift you? Has anybody been healed by the name of Jesus here today? Is it possible that we could be indifferent? When I was going to the Assemblies of God, so I can say that because they invited me. This was no secret meeting. And it was very clear. They wanted to understand what it was about baptism. And my most difficult moment teaching for two days was not the Trinitarians. Because long ago I had made up my mind. Jesus is the mighty God. He is the El Shaddai. And when they made fun of me at the University of Michigan and said, Oh, French here, he thinks Jesus. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> I won't say his name. Uh, uh, he puts the mask on. He'd do this. Oh, French here says, Here's Jesus. I'm the son. Then he runs over here and I'm the father. And he's making fun. I said, Jesus is a, playing a big masquerade. And he looks at me and and I was supposed to go, oh. So I just went over and got the mic from him. And we were both from the same church before. And I said, okay, thanks, good. I said, did anybody here ever hear me say 
that Jesus had a mask over here. He had a mask over there. Oh, no, I'm telling you, Jesus didn't have to hide a thing. He said, he that has seen me has seen the Father. When you see Jesus, you've seen the mighty God. You've seen the first. You've seen the last. That's what I said. I never said he was hiding anything. Well, yes, he said, but, uh, and on and on. Well, none of those guys gave me a bit of trouble at the university. I was nervous uh, because of this other university. They treated me very nicely. I went into classroom after classroom of adults that were going an accredited seminary. And they said, Talmud is going to explain why he was rebaptized. And I begin to describe how this movement was in every nation. And I showed them the statistics that I presented at, uh, at Wheaton, same school Billy Graham graduated from. In fact, the building I did the work in is called the Billy Graham Center. And I showed them the numbers, and I showed them how many. And I talked about uh, Cho's book where he tells how the Jesus name church became the fastest growing church in all of Asia. And I told them how he, he interviewed preachers that were under communist uh, regimes and, and how they came to them in the night and said, we will, we're going to kill you and we're going to kill your family and we're going to stomp you out of this country. We are sick of these little religious uh, uh, peep squeaks and so on. And they took them out and they, one group of um, hundreds and thousands of preachers, I don't mean... Uh, I mean that hundreds, everyone say hundreds, and thousands, not hundreds of thousands that take an awfully big valley. No, hundreds and hundreds of preachers, Jesus' name preachers that they wanted to get rid of. And they buried them alive up to their necks in sewage. I mean, it's... It's all described in Cho's book. And some of them were left out there for nearly a month. Now, someone said to me one time, that's not humanly possible, blah, blah. And, and they were giving me the... I said, well, talk to Cho about it. If you want to know how fast garbage decays human flesh and how they could stay there for a month and did they pull them out every seven days, uh, you know, does it really matter, my brother? What matters is they would not denounce the name of Jesus and their churches began to grow like wildfire. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now. I don't care what the devil... Oh, no, no. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm, way, I'm way, 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 way too bold. All right. So it's time to calm down right here, right now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to tell you. I was holding back, but I needed a little tongue talking there. Um, I was not going to do my research on the Jesus Name movement. Because my advisor was the number one historian of the Assemblies of God. This was a Baptist university. And I wanted to 
graduate. I was sitting in Edmond Chapel, which is about the size of this, about the size of this. And uh, Billy Graham was speaking. And I was starting a church in this city, a Jesus name church. And I was uh, just, you had to go to the chapel as part of your degree program. And I was getting a degree in Greek. And I either went or I forfeited my uh, monies. I had a full degree, all paid, never paid a cent. And uh, so I would go to chapel and take notes and listen. I uh, heard uh, uh, Swindoll and, and uh, Tony Evans and all these people. George Bush was my speaker at my graduation. Very fine university. But I'll never forget the day Billy Graham was speaking and he said... Um, and I was, they were trying to get me to say what I was going to do my research. Are, are, you going to, are you going to do it on the Greek uh, or the Hebrew? Because I had taken several years of Hebrew and, and I was thinking of going full into Hebrew. But I had been mostly a Greek, uh, into Greek. And so I said, yeah, I think I'm going to do it on the Greek word for the... No, I, no, I just, uh, we, we didn't have it worked out. And Billy Graham was speaking and, and uh, I was listening. I was listening. I was on the front row. But I wasn't listening, listening, like I should have been listening. I don't know why, but, um, and all of a sudden, Dr. Graham said, now, you may have heard of him. You know, he said, my father-in-law, Dr. Bell, was missionary for 50 years to China. He said, you may not know of them, but he said, they call them the Jesus name, people. And suddenly, I, whatever I was doing, uh, that caught my attention the Jesus name people. He said, yeah, they're the fastest growing church in China. And uh, he said, some of you may not know a lot about, because you're Baptist, you don't know a lot about uh, the, the Pentecostals. But he said, there's a, there's a whole movement of Pentecostals that are, that are so in love with the name of Jesus that they won't baptize you any other way. And something, and he wasn't the least bit ashamed to say that. He never said we were a cult. He never said, and I'm not saying, I'm just telling you, when I heard that come out of the mouth of Billy Graham telling 4,000 students about the Jesus name movement, and there I was, and people around me knew who I was, and I was defending it, and they were saying, French is a Jesus name, Pentecostal, and all of that. But suddenly something in my heart said, I am never going to be ashamed of it again as long as I live. This name this name. Come on, let's clap our hands. Let's praise him for a minute. Thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. He's given him a name which is above every name. Now, folks, that's the truth. Someone said, well, that's got to be qualified. It's not above every name. Can't be above the name of the Trinity. Trinity's got to be above one of the persons. Well, that's the problem, friend. That's why I can't sleep at night. That's why I want to get baptized in Jesus' name. Something is getting a hold of me. This man, Jesus, is more than a man. 
This man is more. This isn't just any man. He's been given a name. Everyone say a name. He's been given a name at the name of Jesus. Every knee should bow. Every knee's going to bow. And my, I was, uh, I was doing, uh, uh, I can't remember now if I'm on East Coast time. Oh, oh, Jesus. Uh, So I was doing, I was translating Ephesians for one of the world's finest Greek scholars, Dr. Hawthorne, who is a brilliant man of Plymouth Brethren minister. And he said, Talmadge, now, aren't you Jesus' name? I said, yes. This is just a few months after your Graham left. He said, don't you think it's got to be in Jesus' name? I said, yes. He said, don't you rebaptize people in Jesus' name? And I said, yes. Well, I was translating Philippians 2. He said, well, I'm going to give you a challenge. He said, uh, have you noticed that, everybody say, praise the Lord. Lord. Now, you say, this isn't the kind of Bible study I was expecting. Well, it's because you're not teaching it. Now, um, no, we're, we're studying Philippians 2 right now. He's given him a name. Everyone say a name. Which is above every name. Now, someone said, oh, you've got to qualify that. And that's, of course, uh, well, oh, do you really? Uh, what do you mean? Well, there, are na- there have to be names above it. Oh, wait, he either was given a name that's above every name. Otherwise, he would have said above almost every name. Isn't that not, is anybody with me so far? He would say, he's given him a name, which is really great. And that'd be good. And it'd be true. But he didn't say that. He actually said, he's given him a name. And one, my pastor told me when I was first beginning to get this, he would say, now notice, Thomas, that Jesus had to be given the name. So he couldn't have been God or he wouldn't have been given. He'd have been doing the giving. And I said, yeah, but what if the answer is, that's talking about his humanity. What if Jesus were both God and man at the same time? What about that? You've been, you've been listening to that Jesus Name Radio broadcast. Well, yes, I have, but I didn't get that from them. This is my own, this is my own thinking. I have a brain of my own. And it seems to me that if they gave this man a name and it was the name of El Shaddai, if it's the name of Yahweh that's been given to the man and it is above every name, then we're talking about something bigger than just baptism. We're talking about something bigger than just baptism. Oh, my goodness. Come on. Let's love the Lord one more time. Father, right now, all the people that are worried about the time, help them. And thank you for letting me tie my shoes. Thank you. You ladies shout your 
hair down and I shot my shoes off. I cannot. Sister Friend tells me, double tie them. Where are you, hon? Where are you? We're not needing to win an argument. We don't need to win the argument. Who, who has the most Greek and who had Hebrew the longest? And Does anybody here know a few other languages? Anybody here with the IQ? Because uh, you're the one. No, no. No, we don't, we, we don't have to win an argument today. That's not what this is about. I'm not talking about, I'm talking to you about loving the truth, not winning the debate about truth. You better already know the truth and you'd better be loving it. You better be loving it. Oh, come on, let's clap our hands one more time. We love this message, Lord. We know who you are. We worship you, Jesus, because you are so awesome and you are so wonderful. Praise God. The night before I went back to my home church, uh, not my church, but my denomination headquarters, and I was so nervous because I was going to meet all these people. <laughs> and they knew I went to Wheaton, and they knew they'd read my book. I got a call just a few nights before from one of the churches, and, and uh, they said, Talmadge, I read your book. And uh, we titled it, Our God is One, but it, about 500 Trinitarian pastors bought it in about a month. And we would keep track of orders and where they went. And they were, and we knew what churches they were. And it was advertised all over the place. And, and we started getting these orders from Trinitarian churches. And I thought, oh, wonder, wonder what's going on. That's very interesting. And I got this call sitting in the office there in Indianapolis. Phone rang and it was his brother. He said, don't, uh, if you ever tell this, he said, make sure you, you know, make it, you know, cover the, the whatever, cover for me. And I said, oh, I, I, I will. Uh, he said, well, you know, I am so-and-so licensed, been licensed for 30 years. But he said, you know, I've always wanted to get rebaptized, And they keep telling me, if I ever do it, we're going to take your license. Don't you think of it. He said, I got done with your book last night. I read about all the countries, all through the Pacific and all through Asia and Iceland. And they said, French, do, do some research on Japan. And, and because Japan is... Uh, uh, mostly Buddhists and then the, the breakdown of the religion. They said, we, are there very many? Yeah, the, the fastest growing church in Japan is Jesus' name. They've been baptized in Jesus' name, 1917. Juan Murai boards a ship, gets on board, God gives him the Holy Ghost. He gets a revelation of baptism in Jesus' name. And from that, people were getting baptized. I never heard of him until a few years ago, but there he was. So I turned it in. I said, Juan Murai. He's baptizing people in 1917 in Jesus' name. They said, really? Yeah. How big? Biggest church in Tokyo. Look there. Look there. Who, who, who reported that? Dr. Bayes, Dr. Swanson. See those? See that? That good enough? Yeah. Did you interview Bayes yourself? Yes. I interviewed him. I talked to him at the, uh, the Scholastic Society meeting. And I asked him, I said, this, I've got this from this source. Is it possible that this Jesus name church is really this big? He said, oh, it's much bigger. He said, they never report the actual. Let me tell you something, folks. You're not going to stop this church. I don't care what you say or what you do. You're never going to stop the church because it's bigger than a denomination. It's bigger than I am. It's bigger than you are. It's a great and mighty, mighty church.
And so the night before I went, uh, someone called the university and said, you're having Talmadge to do this. They said, no, Talmadge believes you have to be baptized. You might want to cancel him. He's going to embarrass you and he'll, he'll insult you. And they came to me and they said, uh, are you going to embarrass us and insult us? And I said, no. Did you want to know why I was rebaptized? Do you know that I did it because I believe you have to? Or did you want me to come and make believe and play uh, little intellectual games about the Greek and the Hebrew? They said, oh no, Talmud. These young people, they already know Greek and Hebrew. Every one of them had their Greek testaments out. And I said, turn to Deuteronomy 6.4, their Old Testaments. Turn to Deuteronomy 6.4 in the Hebrew. Let's read it. Let's keep going. They knew Hebrew. They know that I am Jesus' name. They were worried that I might insult them because I believe you have to be baptized in Jesus' name. Not a single Trinitarian questioned it. But my brother, not my physical brother, but a brother already baptized in Jesus' name said, he's too strong. He's too strong. Well, I want to say it again today. You have to repent because the Bible says so. You have to be baptized. You have to be baptized. Doctor, one of the doctors at Wheaton said, uh, Talmadge is the only Jesus-named person in the room. In fact, he's the only Pentecostal in the room. And he, Jesus name, he believes you have to be baptized. He said, now, uh, we'll go to Mark, uh, 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 Mark 16. Okay, so uh, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. He said, now, Talmud thinks that means that you have to be baptized. Do you? I said, yes. I believe that. You have to be baptized. So what do you think about everybody else in this room? I said, I don't know anything about everybody else in this room. What about all the people who lived 100 years ago? I don't know anything about them. I know that God is good, God is great, God is merciful, and God's going to require of them to be repented, baptized, and filled with the Spirit. But I'm not here to say what happened to their soul. Only God knows that. But I'm telling you, you must repent of your sins. No other, no, no other way. Does that offend you? Does that offend you that I would say that you must repent. You must be baptized. Now, I don't mean by that um, it's the law and you're going to go to jail. I mean it's required of you. So they said, well, we want you to talk to the entire faculty of the university and explain that to them. And I said, do you think that's a good idea? Yeah, we want you to explain your, your view of the Greek and... And uh, so I took this slide right here. We're going to skip this one. I'm almost done. Everybody say, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because one of them said, Talmadge, what about the possibility that repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins? What if ice in the Greek, what if we took it to mean because? 
I said, that would be very foolish. I said, now I've studied uh, Greek and you've studied Greek. Can you show me any instance in the entire Bible? Is everybody with me so far? Does anybody love the truth here today? Nobody's offended by the truth. I don't think anybody's offended by the truth. But I'm telling you today, I feel like God has called us to this hour. This is not a time for us to be timid. It's not time for us to make our young people think we're afraid to preach Acts 2.38. We're not afraid to preach it. Repent and be baptized. You must be baptized. Lead me to the water. Lead me to the water. Get me in the water. Lead me to the water. So I said, uh, you think I ought to do that to the 40 faculty members? Yes. We'd like you to explain that. and They, they understand. They know. But they haven't heard it from you and you were sons of God and they, they'd like to understand your thought processes. I walked in that room and I stood there and just like this and I said, okay. And the tears just started running down, dripping off my face. And I said, okay. First one maybe you've ever met, maybe not. I believe that I had to get baptized in the name of Jesus. I felt it so strong that I wouldn't let anything stop me. They said, the pastor said, Talmadge, it'll kill, if, if sin could wash your sins away, it'd kill every fish in the lake. I said, well, I'm not that sinful. I'm not, I, I, I. He said, well, yeah, but don't you understand? And I was sitting there and I was saying, oh God, Oh God, what what is it about the name? What is it about I mean water? Water, surely the water, everybody can go walk in the water. What is it? And the Holy Ghost just whispered to my heart, it's not in the water. It's in the name. He got to shut It's not in the water. It's in the name. Oh, it's in the it's in the name. Oh, that's why. That's why. My grandmother was in this church all of her life. I think it was 1920. I don't know exactly, but anyway, 19. She received the Holy Ghost. She was very close to the Azusa experience, and she was in it all of her life. And when God sent this revelation, began to get a hold of our family. My grandmother was 86. She was out hoeing okra. She lived in Leechville, Arkansas. She was hoeing the okra. She had broken her arm. She was using whatever this, her left arm, whatever. And she's hoeing it. And 86 years old, and I'd gotten rebaptized, and she was like, "You, you were baptized? Why?" Well, my uh, grandma, um, it's because in the Bible, this is the way. And so I'm trying to obey the Bible and and uh, the name of Jesus. Oh, I love the name of Jesus. So you want to be baptized? No, well, I've been baptized. I said, "Well, yeah, but the name of oh, love the name." She'd get up, she'd dance like this. That's hard to convince her. She, she really needs to be baptized over. She's had the Holy Ghost for 55 years, or uh, more than that. She's in that church 55 years. That, that local church that I'm talking about, with the big choir and the, and, and the 
lovely people. And the Holy Ghost is saying, I want you to take on my name. I don't want you to be ashamed of it. Someone said, you're going to insult your pastor. So I said, Pastor, I will never walk out this door. Never, ever, I will not walk out this door unless you tell me to go. I want to be baptized, and I want you to baptize me. And he said, that's illegal. And I said, uh, I know, but we could do it, and, you know, in the back, and we could get this all worked out. And he, he said, no, no, Thomas, you know I can't do that. I'm going to convince you not to be. But you see, there's just something about this name. There's something about this name. Now, let me tell you something, folks. His name is more powerful than any sin that you have ever committed in your whole life. And when you step into the... Someone said, why water? Why not prune juice? Why not lemon juice? Why not something else? Come on, folks. Let's get a life. He said, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Does anybody feel the power of Jesus Christ in this building tonight? The power today. The power of his name. Let's stand together. Come on. Not a single instance in the entire New Testament, either there or in the meeting. I've never been in a meeting where anyone could ever find a scripture where ice for means because. Are you with me? Everybody say praise the Lord. Because see, they want it to mean you get baptized because your sins are already washed away. So you go to the altar, you repent, your sins are washed away. And because of that, you go get baptized to show everybody that you repented. I said, but what if that's not right? What if it's the other way around? Because you see, the Greek word ice is used 3,000 times. And I said, Pastor, we've been over this 3,000 times. The word ice is the Greek word for going forward. Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, in order to move forward into remission of your sins. So you want to get over there to remission, not back there, it's not over, it's over here. So you move forward, and you're baptized for it. I want it. Lead me to the water. That's what you're baptized for. Let's clap our hands and thank him for it. All over this building. Praise God, praise God, praise God. While they're coming, let's just, let's just love the truth a little bit. Thank you, Jesus. 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 That's not enough. Come on. I don't know who's coming, but we're going to let them come. Singers are coming. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not going to go any longer. But I think we ought to make a commitment. Young people, bow your heads with me. Father, we're making a commitment. We are not about to, we're not about to let up or be indifferent. Let's lift a hand. Come on. Let's love him. Father, right now, we are praising you for the truth. We are loving you right now. Lift that other hand up. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.